Welcome to the Office of the Public Guardian podcast on Tackling Our Terminology. My name is Laura and I work in the communications team. Thank you for choosing to listen. I'm here today with Elliot and Molly, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi there, I'm Molly and I'm also part of the communications team. And I'm Elliot and I'm also part of the communications team. And as communications team podcast today. So we know when filling out a document, whether that's a lasting power of attorney or filling in forms as a deputy, there are words, phrases and general terminology we use which can be confusing. So we put together a quick rundown of the words you might come across and what they mean. The first one and probably the most popular one is lasting power of attorney. So a lasting power of attorney is a legal document which is used to appoint someone to make decisions on your behalf if you're unable to. Uh, there are two types there's the health and welfare and the property and finance the health and welfare lpa allows the person creating the document to be clear about their medical choices such as your day-to-day care or life-sustaining treatment and the property and financial lpa allows someone you trust to manage your money and your property your trusted person can act on your behalf before you lose the ability to make your decisions with your permission both types of lpa must be registered with the opg before they can be used so our next one is enduring power of attorney So an enduring power of attorney, like an LPA, is a legal document used to appoint somebody you trust to make decisions on your behalf should you lose mental capacity. EPAs signed and dated before the 1st of October 2007 are still valid and can be registered with the OPG when a donor starts to lose or has lost mental capacity. An enduring power of attorney is only for finance and property affairs and EPAs were replaced by LPAs on the 1st of October 2007. Great, thank you. Um, You've just mentioned this one, so we'll just go over it. And that one is mental capacity. So many people will reach a point where they can no longer make some decisions for themselves. Um, This is known as lacking mental capacity. When this happens, someone else, often a carer or a family member, will need to make decisions on behalf of that person. Uh, You can find a legal definition of mental capacity in Section 2 of the Mental Capacity Act 2005. Great, thank you. So again, we've just mentioned this one, so we'll make sure everyone knows what it is, and that is Mental Capacity Act. So the Mental Capacity Act uh, 2005 is an act of Parliament applying to England and Wales. Its purpose is to supply a legal framework for acting and making decisions on behalf of adults who can no longer make the decisions for themselves. Lovely, thank you. So another quite common one that you'll hear quite a lot or read quite a lot is donor. The donor is someone who's created either an enduring or a lasting power of attorney. They're referred to as donors because they have donated certain decision-making powers to someone else. Uh, This isn't to be confused with the medical term of donor. Our next one, which is another popular one, and that's attorney. So the attorney is the person chosen to act for somebody else on an enduring power of attorney or a lasting power of attorney. The donor will appoint an attorney to help them make decisions when they're no longer able to do so. This isn't to be confused with the American term for a lawyer or a solicitor. Great, thank you. Our next one is deputy. A deputy is a person appointed by the Court of Protection to support someone who lacks the mental capacity to make decisions for themselves. A deputy is appointed if someone loses mental capacity but doesn't have a lasting power of attorney in place. Thank you. Our next one is guardian. So a guardian is a person appointed to act on behalf of a missing person. Guardians must act in the best interests of the missing person and they are appointed for up to four years, but may be reappointed. Thanks very much. Our next phrase is court of protection. 
So the Court of Protection is a specialist court that makes decisions on financial or welfare matters for people who can't make decisions for themselves because they lack mental capacity. Their responsibilities include deciding whether someone has the mental capacity to make a particular decision themselves, appointing deputies to make ongoing decisions for people who lack mental capacity, handling urgent or emergency applications where a decision must be made on behalf of someone else without delay, and making decisions about a lasting power of attorney or enduring power of attorney and are considering any objections to their registration. Thank you. The next one is client. So the client is the person a deputy has been appointed to act on behalf of through the court of protection, similar to the way that an attorney acts on behalf of a donor. Thank you. So our next one is best interest. Any decisions made or actions taken on behalf of someone who's lost mental capacity must be in their best interests. There's no specific answer as to what's in the person's best interests as every decision is unique to that person and the circumstances involved. However, there are standard steps to follow when deciding on someone's best interests. These are set out in Section 2 of the Mental Capacity Act Code of Practice. Thank you. And our next one is least restrictive action. So the treatment and care provided to somebody who lacks capacity should be the least restrictive of their basic rights and freedoms. Great, thank you. Our next one is user. Anyone who makes use of OPG services is considered a user. This could be an LPA or EPA donors, attorneys, deputies, clients, partners or intermediaries. It also covers staff using OPG systems. Our next one is just the letter P. Yes, so P is a legal term and it's referring to people who have made arrangements for decisions about their personal welfare or property and affairs to be made by others. Thank you. Our next one is remission. If the person making the lasting power of attorney earns less than £12,000 a year, they can apply for a 50% discount off the application fee known as a remission. And our last one is exemption. Yes, so an exemption is if the person making the LPA receives means-tested benefits, they can apply to have the application fee waived. Amazing, and that was our last one. So thank you to Molly and Elliot for volunteering to be on this podcast on tackling our terminology. We hope you found it informative. You can get in touch with us on 0300 456 0300 or email us at customerservices at publicguardian.gov.uk.